Into SAFM Sports Wrap we go. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. Six o'clock tomorrow is when you can catch them once again here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We are with you until seven o'clock this evening, chatting all things sports. And coming up on this evening's show, we'll chat to South African Sevens star, the man with the jet shoes, Siabelo Sanakla, uh, joining us ahead of the Bisbooker departing for Wellington, New Zealand and Las Vegas for the next two rounds of the HSBC World 7 Series. We'll chat to Stormers coach Alistair Kutsia and we'll also hear from Hashem Amla following the Proteas victory against the West Indies in that one-day international series ahead of uh, the Proteas heading to Australia and New Zealand for the 2015 Cricket World Cup next week. That's all coming up on this evening's show. It's time now to look at stories coming through on the wires. And I can tell you that social media and the Internet has been a buzz today. Lots of rumors flying around about who's going where in the PSL. But I can confirm that Orlando Pirates have signed Platinum Stars duo of Tepo Gumedi and Siabonga Mpochane with uh, close Sejolelo going the other way. Mpochane joins as Pirates, looks to strengthen their goalkeeping department following the tragic death of Senzo Mayua late last year. Sejolelo now moves to Stars, having been frustrated in his efforts for game time in recent months. Also moving to Stars on loan as part of the deal is defender Gladwin Shitolo. And tomorrow night here on SAFM Sports We'll look extensively at who's gone where in this transfer window. It closes at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Bafana Bafana were due back in South Africa this morning, but they'll only arrive now tomorrow. The delay was due to the Confederations of African Football's failure to arrange a flight for them. South Africa bowed out of the Africa Cup of Nations tournament in Equatorial Guinea on Tuesday with a single point from three Group C matches, losing to Algeria and Ghana and playing to a one-all draw against Senegal. The Proteas wrapped up their World Cup preparation on home soil last night with a comfortable 131-run victory over the West Indies and Centurion to clinch that series 4-1. The team leave for the World Cup next week, but before then, Quinton de Kock, Wayne Parnell and Aaron Pangiso have been included in the South African A side that'll take uh, on the English Lions in the third unofficial ODI in Porchestruem on Saturday. Sri Lanka gained a morale boost ahead of the World Cup. They beat New Zealand by 34 runs earlier today in the last match of their seven-game one-day series. Kumar Sangakkara made 113 not out and Tilakratni Dilshan 81 in Sri Lanka's 287 for six. New Zealand were then bowled out for 253 in reply. The Black Caps won that seven-match series 4-2 with one game rained out. In tennis news, three of the four finalists in this year's Australian Open have been decided. Chris Bowers was at Melbourne Park today and he filed this report. When news broke on the final day of last year's French Open that Andy Murray had appointed Amelie Moresmo as his new coach, the reactions ranged from the mildly bemused to the downright misogynistic. Those of a more charitable disposition said he'd be judged on results, while others questioned his sanity. Seven months later, Murray has reached the final of a Grand Slam event under Moresmo's guidance. It's his first major final since he won Wimbledon 18 months ago, and Moresmo becomes the first woman, other than a family member like Jimmy Connors' mother, to coach a top ten player to such a high level. Murray reached his fourth Australian Open final with a four-sets victory over Thomas Burdich, but to be honest, it was almost a straight-sets win. Burdich won the first set on a tie-break in which Murray broke a string on a crucial point, while Murray looked clearly the dominant player in the second, third and fourth. 
The Scotsman is clearly over his back troubles and looks to be in excellent form. In Sunday's final, he plays the winner of tomorrow's match between the last two champions here, Stan Wawrinka and Novak Djokovic. At least they start tomorrow. They may well end in the small hours of Saturday morning if their recent marathon matches are anything to go by. Earlier, the women's semi-finals set up a final of the two top seeds, Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova. Sharapova was too sharp for Ekaterina Makarova, while Williams was well tested by Madison Keys, who was clearly affected by a heavy strapping around her upper thigh, which could have made the difference. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. In some golf news, Austria's Bernd Visberger leads the Amiga Dubai Desert Classic on 8-under after an opening round of 64. Nicholas Colsarts, Andy Sullivan, Peter Uline and Lee Westwood are a shot back at 7-under. Henny Otto is the leading South African. He's two off the pace on 6-under along with world number one Rory McIlroy. Jake Ruiz and Thomas Aitken are four behind on 4-under. Three-time Sunshine Ladies Tour winner Ashley Simon and compatriot Paul Arito got this year's season underway in the LPGA Tour Coats Championship today. Simon carded an opening 7 over past 79 to tie for 10th, while Rito returned an 80 for a share of 112th at the Golden Ocola Golf and Equestrian Club in Florida in the U.S. It was announced today that top British cyclist Mark Cavendish will be riding the Cape Town Cycle Tour on the 8th of March. It'll be Cavendish's first visit to South Africa and he'll be joined by his lead out man Mark Renshaw for the world's largest timed cycling event and finally in Formula 1 news McLaren unveiled their new car today with Honda back in the sport as engine partners amid hopes for a return to the glory of the past the MP430 former world champions Jensen Button and uh, Fernando Alonso were shown off in a YouTube video today showing aerodynamic changes such as a low nose cone McLaren Honda enjoyed a successful partnership in the past, winning four straight drivers' titles from Etten Senna and Elaine Prost between 1988 and 1991, and the Constructors' Championship as well in those years. Honda quit F1 after the 2008 season. McLaren's last title was in 2008 with Lewis Hamilton, and they've not won a race since November 2012, finishing a disappointing fifth in the past season. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat to South African Sevens rugby star Siobhan SAFM Sports Wrap. You are tuned into SAFM and one of the stars of South Africa's Sevens rugby team, Siobelo Sinatla, joins us now. The man with the jet shoes, Siobelo, welcome onto SAFM. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. The team getting ready to uh, head on overseas for the next two legs, uh, Wellington in New Zealand first and then Las Vegas. From a personal point of view, before we get onto the team, you excited uh, for this leg of the World Series? Well, thank you very much, man. Um, I'm really excited to be heading out to New Zealand. I think the boys are too. Everyone is just excited to go, to be on the pitch and play for the country. Sibelo, it's, it's, a, it's a very important season from a, a Sevens point of view with qualification for the Rio 2016 Games up for grabs. South Africa sitting in a, a pretty decent position at the moment after three rounds. We're hitting uh, that World Series table. The top four get automatic qualification spots, but uh, still early days in the season and no time to rest on your laurels. Yeah, it's it's still very early in the season. Uh, we still have uh, our goals aligned and obviously want to uh, end in the top four so that we can qualify for the Olympics and not having to to, to play uh, in the in the African African division to qualify for the Olympics. So uh, it's one of our goals, but it's still taking it easy, still focusing on the processes which will lead up to to us uh, getting there at the end. So we're taking it one tournament at a time, and hopefully that will. Uh, help us to uh, uh, qualify at the end. 
Smitty, you talk about uh, the positives, the, the three sort of series uh, uh, or tournaments that have happened in the series so far uh, this season have, have been big positives. The first one maybe not so much, but the last two in, in Dubai and, and uh, Nelson Mandela Bay Sevens, victories for, for the, the Blitzbocker. Uh, it's a great start to the season. You, you're heading now to Wellington where, where memories might not be the greatest, but after that Las Vegas, the, the box have got great memories of Vegas. Uh, you're pretty positive we can, we can pull another one out in, in New Zealand and possibly four in a row in Vegas? Yeah, we, we the boys are feeling very good and there's a very positive vibe uh, within the camp. Uh, so I think uh, the guys are really up for it. Uh, we all know that New Zealand, uh, playing in Wellington, New Zealand is, is never going to be easy. Uh, when uh, winning at the card, doing us all the whole time and New Zealand have the card with them. So it's never easy in Wellington and we don't have a good record there. That's why we'll be Looking to change that, and obviously having a good uh, record in Las Vegas will be uh, uh, surely looking out to, to keep the record and, and keeping it strong. One thing I love about these uh, Sevens World Series tournaments around the globe is just the, the, the sort of interaction with the crowd and the excitement. Wellington, for me, is one of the, the most exciting. I mean, New Zealand rugby public, very knowledgeable. It must be great, to, even though they're not supporting you, it must be great to be playing in front of a crowd like that. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful, even, not, even though they're not supporting me. But I think it's only when we play against other teams. But uh, as soon as you step out the field and and you go uh, in the background, I think the player, the supporters really appreciate you as they want to take pictures with you, something like that. Uh, so it's, it's wonderful to play in a nation that, that's big on rugby like that and to play in a nation where people really enjoy the rugby and uh, come in numbers to, to come watch you play. Sibela, as, as far as your, your rugby journey personally goes, I mean, wh- when were you first exposed to the game? Uh, you, you've just sort of almost burst onto the scene. People know you for your blistering pace, but you've been playing the game for a while. Yeah, I've, I've been playing the game uh, from high school, from summer school, actually. I've been playing, uh, I didn't into high school, but I've been playing socially. I think my rugby busted out uh, right after school when I went to Harmony Sports Academy last fall. Hey man, I can actually play this game. I can actually go a bit further than I think. So let me try this out. But I've been playing. I've also played varsity shows for the CET, played in 19s and 21s for, for cheaters, uh, before I came here. So I've, I've been in the sport and I've been playing it, uh, for as far as I can remember. I think it was in grade one already. So I'm not a newbie. I'm not a newbie. I've been playing the sport and I'm very pleased to be in the position that I am in now. Yeah, you, you, you're playing for, for the Blitzwalker, but you've also played a, a pretty important role at, at the Stormers and at Western Province. The Sevens game and the 15-man game, obviously very, very different. W- which do you prefer? I think as a speedster, I mean, Sevens gives you lots and lots of space, but uh, the 15-man game, for the purists, they think it's almost like T20 cricket for cricket. They don't, they don't consider it the real thing. What do you like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly true. Uh, I can't compare it this, uh, more than that. I think it's, it's more like a T20 game playing sevens and playing fifteens. Uh, for me, I think rugby, rugby, and I really enjoy playing both. They're very different, so they have different challenges. So I, I like to challenge myself uh, so all the time. So uh, playing sevens, it doesn't really matter to me. I think whenever there's rugby ball involved, then I'm happy. Talk to me about playing under a guy like Neil Powell. It's, it's, he's played at the top level, particularly in that seven circuit. He knows what it's like. And he just, for me, from the outside, seems to get the, the best out of you guys as a team. Yeah, I think 
that uh, playing on the Neil Paul has brought so much ease into the team. I think he's a very chilled oak, and you know the players know him well. They know, the players know how he is. Uh, he's brought a very happy environment to to our camp, and and that's what uh, has helped us, I think, uh, because the players are more relaxed and the players can express themselves more as it gives uh, the players a bit more freedom uh, than the previous coach. But uh, not saying that our previous coach was bad. Pool 2 is a very good coach. I think just what Neil uh, Nopal has brought to the team is more more calmness and, and freedom into the team uh, and creating that happy environment where players can be happy. You only when you're happy and enjoying yourself and the environment you're going to perform there. Sibelo, that team, that, that sevens team at the moment, there, there's some incredible players in there, and, and guys who have been around at that level for a long, long time. I think of, of the likes of Cecil Africa. Uh, I think of, of Frankie Horn. It, it must be amazing to line up next to guys like that that you know are just absolute class, and, and you get to play alongside them. Yeah, I think, uh, well, for me personally, as a youngster, I, I used to literally idolize people like Cecil and Branko because they've come from similar situations that are, they come from the same academy that I come from. Uh, so we used to look up to them uh, badly. And I remember one year they came to the academy while I was there and I, I remember saying to them, I'll, I'll meet you guys one play at, at a stage and we'll be playing together. So playing with them is, is really special as they, they are college people and they 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 very special. Uh, they specialize in whatever they do. So playing against people like that is really awesome, and they motivate you and inspire you to do great things. Sibelo Sunatla, thank you very much for joining us on SAFM today. Uh, much appreciate your time. I want to wish you safe travels to Auckland and to to Vegas, and hopefully we can pick up maximum points in both those legs of the HSBC World Seven Series. Good luck. Thank you so much for saving me. Stay well. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tuned into SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is SAFM Sports Wrap, and uh, time to chat a little bit more rugby this evening. We've been looking at the various Super Rugby franchises over the last week and a bit, uh, and what they've got going on in the off season ahead of the start of the Super Rugby season. It's time to touch base with uh, the the Stormers now. As you could see, it joins us, uh, Coach. Welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for for your time this evening. My pleasure. Thanks. It's nice, uh, and thanks for having me. Nice to chat to you. Thank you. Alistair, it seems like just the other day we were chatting at the end of the Curry Cup season. These seasons sort of blend into each other. Not much of an off-season, but there's been lots of uh, lots of hard work going on behind the scenes uh, in Cape Town. Absolutely, Brad. I think uh, the, the pre-season, if, if, uh, actually the, the off-season and pre-season, uh, you know, the, the most important, Important phases of, of you know the build-up leading to the season. I think uh, the conditioning phase, that is where the players have gone through now, and now it's over to the pre-season friendly. So players have worked hard. They can't wait to get on the field. We had our first heat out against the Eagles in George, and tomorrow we're playing the Cheetahs at Newland. So they're all excited to to play and see the things that we've worked so hard and trained that that uh, sort of come out in 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 the games and when we play. Obviously, you, you want to win these warm-up games, but at the end of the day, I mean, they, 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 there's nothing really in it. The Cheetahs are going to be a, a totally different uh, kettle of fish to, to your game last weekend. They, they're always a dangerous side. For you, are you going in there with specific goals and, and sort of outcomes, or, or is it a case of, you know, let's win at all costs and, and we'll worry about the rest uh, during the game? 
100% Brad. I think uh, no team runs on the, onto the field to lose the match, but we've got specific outcomes that you'd like to see uh, that it, you know have improved since last week. I think the breakdown is a most important facet of the game. You know, it happens 120 times plus, and we've put an emphasis on that. We've put an emphasis on our scrum, our scrums last uh, uh, off season. So uh, we'd like to see that, that uh, you know improve as well this weekend. The, the, the big thing it's it's about uh, being able, you know, to put the pieces together that we build on, and uh, we would like to maintain the way we've played, the brand of rugby that we've played. That was curry cut uh, off and good, but uh, you know we need to make a step up and see that we can maintain that attacking mindset and in, in take that through to super rugby. You know, defensively we have been strong, but it's just uh, being able to switch over onto attack when we do turn over ball and uh, when we have the opportunity. Alistair, early on in the show this evening, we, we caught up with uh, Siobelo Sinatla. Big loss for the Stormers with him uh, back on, on sevens duty, but you, you've got a very able replacement. You, you've managed to, to rope in Matt Turner, who's no stranger to Cape Town. I mean, he went to school, he went to school down there, so uh, it's almost a, a second home for him. He is, is uh, playing for, for England, but it's, it's great to have someone of his caliber replacing someone who, who's just phenomenal on the wing in, in Siobelo. Look, Matt, uh, Siobelo is definitely a class act. He's a, you know, he showed that in Curry Cup in the couple of games that he's played for us. And, and we really will be missing. And, and the way we want to play, we'll be missing, you know, a, a player like Sabello. He's uh, running skills and his pace. But, uh, yeah, there are other players. And we've got Kudusan right there. We're looking at uh, uh, that. He's really done well at that, that left winger for us. There's Hugh Jones coming through and you're for you. Look, Matt uh, Turner joined us, uh, uh, you know, a week ago. Obviously, Matt is not contracted. He's, uh, you know, uh, trying to stay in Cape Town. He approached us to come train with us. And uh, I know the, the Kevin's play is being something different to, to any team. And hopefully, Matty can play his way through and then play himself into, into the mix. And so looking at the, the Super Rugby season for, for 2015, it is a big year for, for South African rugby and world rugby with a, with a World Cup looming towards the, the end of the year. How, how closely are you working with, with the, the box setup and, and, and South African rugby in general as far as outcomes go? And, and, and I'm going to ask the, the other coaches we chat to as well. Is there a, an overall plan for South African rugby that, that's sort of been rolled out amongst the different South African franchises in Super Rugby? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, Brad, the, the big thing is there's no promotion relegation in Super Rugby this year. So that pressure is off the franchises. And, and it makes it easier, you know, to work with a national setup. And this is the best I think it's ever been, working with a national coach in terms of having those coaches watching our training, speaking about the players, speaking about the plan, speaking about where the game is going. So, uh, you know, we, we really have been working with, uh, with the national setup. We also look as far as looking at the, uh, priority players which will be rested throughout the competition and all the, you know, the, the, the core springboks of, of Heineken Mayer's World Cup squad will be given a bit of a, a two or three week break. So, uh, the franchise coaches will have to plan accordingly and make sure that we've got sufficient depth in, in terms of those positions, you know. So there's a good relationship. And, and, and a working one. So the big thing for us is to, to plan well and to make sure that we've got cover. Uh, this is a big year for, you know, the World Cup, yeah. But uh, I also have to say that Super Rugby, whether you win it or do well or, 
or do badly and it's got no bearing on the World Cup, but it's always good to, to get positive players going to, you know, confident players doing well in Super Rugby going to a World Cup. And then just finally, Alistair, obviously big blow uh, for, for the Stormers with uh, Bok Captain John de Villiers out for, for pretty much uh, most part of the year, hoping to get him back for that World Cup. As far as the rest of the injury list, I, I know you, you have been battling uh, with a couple of guys on, on that list. Medical staff been working hard. How are things looking on that front? No, not too bad, not too bad. I've seen it wish, uh, you know, previous uh, seasons. Uh, Franz Malalbe, he's about three weeks away. Juan Bocha, about three weeks away as well. Those are, uh, you know, our long-term injuries. So Juan in front, Tia uh, Kulisi probably two weeks away, and there's such and go for the Bulls. Nizam has recovered sufficiently from uh, the viral infection that he's had, and we'll probably be ready uh, for the first game. So, yeah, it's looking up, uh, you know, but there's another uh, uh, warm-up game to be played this weekend, and they're always the casualties. Touch it, it won't be serious this time, but... Uh, Having blooded a lot of youngsters in Curry Cup, hopefully they could help us, you know, in terms of depth this year, because this competition you need to have sufficient depth and make sure that you start off with your best possible team, but also with the business end of the competition, finish with your best possible team. And I think that's the key for all the franchises to be able to take a claim for uh, playoff uh, berths and, and so on. Alistair Katsia, coach of the Stormers, thank you so much for your time this evening. Good luck for that clash against the Cheetahs and the rest of uh, the preseason ahead of the 2015 Super Rugby season. We look forward to chatting uh, throughout it. Thank you very much. My pleasure. We'll definitely chat uh, uh, along throughout the season. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Just apologies for the quality of that telephone line to Cape Town. Not the greatest, but a wonderful chat with uh, Alistair Katsia. Time to look at some cricket now. And the Proteas concluded their momentum ODI series against the West Indies with a comfortable 131-run victory in the fifth and final game at Supersport Park in Centurion last night. The series provided the much-needed game time and a positive string of results as South Africa clinched the series 4-1, heading into the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand next month. Proteas ODI deputy and standing captain on the night was Hashim Amla, and he believes the series was a great success, especially with a bat, and hopes that they'll be able to take that form and momentum with them into the World Cup, which starts on Valentine's Day. I mean, going into a tournament like the World Cup, it's always nice to have a bit of runs behind your belt. I suppose you would rather have runs behind your belt than no runs, so I'm really glad that the series was a successful one. Uh, for the team, we played wonderful cricket, and thankfully I got some runs too. You know, when, when the opportunity arises to try and take the game forward, you try and do that. You know, thankfully today, and I think as we saw even at the Wanderers when you play at the high felt the ball seems to travel a lot further than normal uh, and we also had a short boundary which, which helped it's part of the game that I've been working on and you know th- and fortunately it worked out well today the game was set up myself and, and, and Riley got a good partnership going that kind of allowed us to, to express ourselves towards the back end Talking of that partnership, it was the second time in the series that uh, the pair shared in a massive partnership last night. It was 247 runs. Rousseau scored his second ODI of uh, 100 of the series at Centurion, followed up on his maiden century, 128, that he picked up at the Bidvest Wanderers in the record-breaking second one-day international. Rousseau had quite a slow start on the tricky wicket last night. Uh, his patience, along with the guidance from Amla, paid dividends. Rousseau says he's pleased to see the runs coming off uh, after a lot of hard work behind the scenes.
It was quite tough when I walked to the wicket and it was a hard graft, especially in the beginning, first couple of balls and something I've been working on really hard is just to try and take those first 30 balls as slowly as what I can and play every ball on merit. When I got close to the 90s, I just want to keep on going and luckily I should know, calm down, your 100 is going to come. I was on 98 and he said, take get two from six balls. We allowed ourselves to play like that in scoring so much runs so quickly in a short space of time where I could take time to get to my 100 and from there on cash in again. With the World Cup looming, Rousseau says he feels he's settling in well with the Proteus setup after getting some runs. Rousseau says being patient was key, and now he feels confident with his ability to represent South Africa and do well at the World show- Showpiece. In, in the beginning, it was a bit tough because I felt a little bit intimidated. You play with guys that's legends of the game, of Ash and AB and even Faf and Dale and all that. You want to feel part, and you don't really feel part until you actually score runs. I feel a lot more settled. Yeah, I feel pretty confident. Um, with the SA tour, they also scored a couple of runs. So going to Australia again is very similar to South Africa. So I feel quite confident going there and representing my country. Amla also commented on fast bowler Wayne Parnell's outstanding form in the last couple of one-day internationals. The Chevrolet Warriors pace man took 4 for 42 in his nine overs last night. However, Parnell missed out on a well-deserved fifer with JP Duhamini dropping Darren Sammy at uh, deep square leg later in the West Indies innings. Amla says it was great to see Parnell peaking at the right time. He's put a lot of hard work behind the scenes and you know he's been through some ups and downs and he's one of the most hard-working bowlers that we have. I think today we saw his first spell was good and when he came back it was just as good. His thinking was brilliant and you know field play things is make, it's very easy with him because he kind of has an understanding of what he wants to do and what kind of field he wants to have. He bowled really well today and you know, I think everybody's happy that he's got a four-four um, and he bowled, I think he kind of broke the backbone of the West Indian team which really made it easier for everybody else to, to get going. From Chelsea's towering skylines to futuristic buildings. Let South African Airways take you direct from Johannesburg to Abu Dhabi in no time. Come and discover the beauty and rich history of Abu Dhabi. From shimmering turquoise waters, endless golden sand dunes, or the world's fastest roller coaster at Ferrari World Theme Park. Starting from 29 March, South African Airways will operate daily flights between Johannesburg and Abu Dhabi with seamless connections to the Middle East, India and the rest of the Far East. Fly to Abu Dhabi and beyond. Book now on flysaa.com and earn Voyager miles. South African Airways, bringing the world to Africa, taking Africa to the world. T's and C's apply. Tax tip number 11. The income tax payment deadline for non-provisional taxpayers who submitted their returns by 21 November last year via e-filing or at a SARS branch is the 30th of January 2015. Please be sure to pay your outstanding income tax to avoid interest. For more information on making payments to SARS, visit sars.gov.za. And remember, if you experience challenges, please talk to us before it's too late. SARS, at your service. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Time to head to Dubai now, where the first round of the Dubai Desert Classic took place uh, earlier on today. Nick Dye joins us. Nick, it was a fantastic day for the Austrian Bernd Wiesberger. I think it's fantastic all round, Brad, considering the weight of scoring that we have, the number of star names that are involved. But Wiesberger in particular, he played so well in Qatar last week, just missed out on the victory, ended up in third place. And came out firing once again today, uh, not particularly brilliant on the front line, but a run of five successive thirties on the way home. That round of eight under par, pushing one clear of the field, but among those challenging, 
Lee Westwood, Rory McIlroy, Martin Timer after Abu Dhabi a couple of weeks ago, any number of players in touch as well as Henny Otto there at six under par after a 66. Yeah, lots of low scoring uh, there today. Was, was were conditions really benign, course playing well, or was it just really good golf? It was everything, really. The course itself is pretty much perfect. The greens are running like pool tables, really smooth, pretty fast, and yet they're soft enough so that if you have the approach, you're leaving quite a bit of a, a hole there, which you'll have to repair with your pitch mark, but you've got a lovely position towards the pin to attack it. And there was barely a breeze, picked up a little during the afternoon, but the course doesn't have that great defense if there isn't the breeze blowing. It's still tricky. There's a lot of dog legs. You've got to place it in the right place. But when you've got players of this caliber so used to playing this course year in, year out, uh, that's one of the reasons why so many have thrived on day one. Some big names in the mix. We'll have more action from the Dubai Desert Classic tomorrow with Nick Dynick. Thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Chat. We're caught up with Henny Otto, the leading South African, who is on six under two off the pace uh, after his round. So he shot a 66 today, and this is what Henny Otto had to say. Yeah, that was a nice start. Um, always nice to birdie the first hole of the year. And Apologies, that's not Henny Otto. Let's uh, try Henny Otto with this one. I mean, the golf course is in perfect condition, um, and to make the putts, I mean, if you hit good putts, they go in, and I, and I hit the ball good at back nine, I hit them close, and I made really good putts, and that makes a difference, you know. Uh, today, I'd, I think I saved a par once today, up and down for par, and uh, that kept the momentum going a little bit, so, um, but I mean, the golf course is in perfect, perfect condition, so if you really play well, you're going to score well. Are you in perfect condition? Uh, do we break? Um, yeah, I mean, a good rest after the long season last year. And it was still school holidays back home, so I spent time with the kids. And a little one went to big school, so it was nice to be there. But it's nice, the season starts, um, and then we can go on from here. Well, given where your home is, your off-season is um, shorter than most, I think, isn't it? <laughs> so you've benefited from that two weeks, have you? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I mean, where we live is actually a holiday destination. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's always nice just to take an extra two weeks off and uh, come back fresh. Do you feel absolutely fresh and ready for 2015 and injury-free at the moment? Are you ever ready? I don't know. <laughs> but injury-free, that's good. Um, so far, so good. The back kept up from the injuries last year. But I'm looking forward to 15. It's, uh, I'm working hard with Jamie Goff. And uh, so we're looking forward to working together for the rest of the season. Henny Otto speaking to Nick Dye following his round today. More European Tour golf action tomorrow here on SAFM Sports Trap. And that's it for the show this evening. The talk shop is up next uh, with Naledi. She's coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock from the entire team here at SAFM Sports Trap. Thank you very much for your time. And don't forget, if you'd like to catch the podcast, just get to iono.fm or safm.co.za is where you can listen to the show once again. Right now, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.